This is the Blind Access Journal podcast. I am Allison Hilliker. Daryl Chandra. And we are um, at a, a booth for a company and a product that I had known nothing about previously, which is my favorite part of coming to CSUN. <laughs> because I, my favorite part, I mean, we all like hearing about, you know, new stuff from, comp- or, you know, old friends in terms of old and familiar companies. But I like new things that I haven't heard of before. So that's why I stopped off here um, to learn about this electronic griller. Uh-huh. Today, we are with Sean. We um, introduce yourself, Sean. Hi, uh, I'm Sean Kelleher. Uh, I'm the Chief Operations Officer at Electronic Railer, which is owned and invented by David Pillisher. Nice. Awesome. And so we have this device in front of us here. Tell us its technical name. It's got a kind of a fun name. It reminds me of a magazine I read once. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's the eBrailer Cosmo. Cosmo. Nice. Um, eBrailer Cosmo is a Braille writer, Braille embosser, and a Braille input to the computer all in one. Fun. What I noticed about this before I was before I had a chance to talk with Sean was I was just exploring it and touching it is that it is huge and it was very very heavy and it's is that orange? <laughs> <laughs> it looks orange. I'm not sure. Um, the tiny we, bit I can we, see we've it. had it called a lot of things: butter, <laughs> butterscotch, oh, okay. um, Doberman Pinscher. <laughs> Color name. Bronze, brown, so. Got it, okay. So you were telling us um, it feels similar to a Braille writer, but it's actually more flat. It's about the. It's a little shorter than a Braille writer, but a little wider, I would say, just from touching it, than a Perkins standard that most of us are used to. But it's flatter in front and has a keyboard that feels like more of a note taker type style keyboard with flat. Well, flat keys with a little bit of an indent in them. I'm just describing to our listeners what it feels like for, for a first impression. Yep. But it's and it's got power switch on the side and um, um, Sean was telling us a little bit about why it's so heavy because my first thought was this looks really fun. I want one, but I will break my shoulder if I try to carry it around with me. So tell us about what you were telling us earlier about why it's so heavy. So the emboss mechanism embosses obviously on either side of the paper. Um, but it requires about 30 pounds of force to emboss a dot in the paper, especially 100-pound Braille paper. So when it's in the middle of the bar, we need a bar that's hefty enough to support that force. And so the two bars that carry the emboss mechanism and the other side, which we call the anvil, both account for about half the weight of the machine. Wow. So it is big. What I also noticed about it is um, it does really crisp, clear Braille. There's an actual piece of paper in here, a hard copy piece of Braille paper. Um, basically 8 by 11. Yes. Um, and the Braille I'm feeling is very crisp, very nice Braille. So the whatever pressure this plate is exerting is definitely worth it because it's getting nice Braille that I'm a fan of. Now I noticed when I typed on it, I started typing into the keyboard and I couldn't feel what I had been typing. And Sean told us that we had to press enter with spacebar to read it. And then sure enough, the Braille appeared. What's the thinking behind the enter spacebar in order to look at the Braille? Right. Well, because of the force that we're applying and the reason that we need to use that force is to keep it quiet. Other Braille writers use a hammering technique, so you're not applying a lot of force, but you're applying it multiple times. But that makes a much louder Braille. Uh, And because we're just pressing the Braille in, it, it requires more force, which means we have that bar in the way. And so you can't read the Braille as you're as you're just typing along, but by hitting spacebar and enter, it moves into what we call the read.
read mode, and then you can read the Braille. And really, by the time you've hit spacebar and enter and, and went and moved your hand up to read the Braille, it's in position. Right. And it probably, the more you get used to it, it gets faster and you don't notice that you're pressing an extra key combination before you look. Correct. And then, by, and then when you come back, you press the key, you press any key on the keyboard and it brings the paper back into oh. position exactly where you left off. It's into like your write mode, basically. Correct. Okay. But you can also just hit that key and immediately start typing in the... the um, Cosmo will remember everything you're typing. So it'll move it back into position even though you're typing and then pick up your typing from the beginning. Nice. That is terrific. Now tell me more about, this can be attached to a computer. Tell us about that. Correct. So in the back next to the power port is a USB port. Ah, I feel that. Okay. And like, you which can, kind of USB is that? Is that a... That's the standard B-style USB cable okay. that we've seen on printers for a very long time. Okay. It's not the new mini-style. Right, right. Um, once you connect to the computer, Cosmo becomes very powerful. You can use Cosmo to completely control the menu features and things like that in your computer using different key combinations. Uh, to the right of the spacebar is the control key, and to the left of the spacebar is the alt key. So if you hit Alt-F, you move into the um, file menu of your program. And then using chord combinations such as spacebar 1, you can move up and down. Spacebar 3 is down in the menus. And then hit enter to make your selection. So if I was typing on this um, Cosmo, and would I be able to he basically hear a screen reader telling me what I'm typing, but also feel the Braille on the paper at the same time? Or does it work that way, or is it only one or the other? Right now, we don't have echo, is what we call it. So when you're connected to the computer, it only inputs into the computer. So the screen reader would tell you what you're typing. OK, so you couldn't actually feel in Braille as you Braille. Right. Or you wouldn't be able to press that, in, that enter spacebar combination, or enter port. Correct. But okay. if you wanted to Braille, you then hit Control E, mm -hmm. and that's for emboss, uh -huh. and then enter, and it'll emboss what you've written on the screen. So even though you're connected to the computer, you're not restricted from embossing. What you type. Oh, Correct. fascinating. Uh, we just don't have it as an instantaneous echo. So it doesn't show up on paper at the same time that it shows up on screen. Now you refer to it as an embosser. Can you import, like, can you connect it to your computer and open a file and have it just emboss what's already on the computer in a file, or no? Correct. Um, oh, nice. We work with Duxbury to design the input-output for Cosmo. So you could take any text document, bring it into Duxbury, or any tech, uh, Braille document, and in Duxbury, print it right to Cosmo and have it emboss the entire document. What are the specifications for the embosser? What speed, characters per second? Well, that has always caught us because <laughs> it's often been said that embosser speed is kind of like throwing a dart at a wall. Well, sure, yeah. <laughs> so I, I will say that on average it takes around two minutes to emboss an entire page. Got it. So well, it's, it's not, not high speed. No. Um, we sacrifice some speed to keep it very quiet. Right. Uh, and to keep the braille good. Um, awesome. We could go faster, but we would get more noise and worse braille. So we found the speed that it's at to be the best combination. Uh, Do we want to?
want to try to demonstrate how quiet it is? I mean, I know we all hear yeah, I got some background. Can I type something with it? Yep. I'll just, go, uh, go, Allison. All right. Or should I type? Um, I'm going to do blind access journal rocks. <laughs> and I have this weird combination of contracted and uncontracted Braille because I'm so used to using my Braille display on my iPhone and I type in uncontracted Braille to avoid translation issues. So whenever I type on any other kind of Braille keyboard, I have this weird contracted, half contracted, <laughs> half uncontracted mess. That I, in. I noticed I left on a, let um, me press the enter and Inner space bar and I'll feel it. <laughs> and I have blind correct and then I have access correct and then I have J O U. R-N-A-L spelled out. Rocks. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. But um, it was very quiet for those of you who were listening. But you could probably barely hear me typing on there. And when it, I, it was very quiet. So that's that's a really you were amazing. saying that um, you found that professionals who are working have been have been buying this because of the, the quiet. Tell us about that. How quiet it is. Yeah. So in an office environment, um, just as we are, here are in the exhibit hall. Um, you're able to talk over the embossing and over the the brailler as you're using it as a braille writer. So in an office environment, you're not disturbing your colleagues, um, which is is really a side effect of Cosmo's primary purpose, which was for education, so that students could use Cosmo in the classroom without disturbing their classmates. Right, right. So what are some of the um, you know practical applications for this in a in a classroom? Then that what what was how is it being used? by students then? Because I can't picture a, a, a first grader picking this up very easily. No. I'm not um, sure I could pick it up if I had to, tell you the truth. <laughs> it is actually surprisingly light once you put it in a courier bag and have it on your shoulder. True, and he, um, did, he did show me that if you feel underneath it, for our listeners, um, it does have little indents where you can put your hand, fingers kind of to hold it, grip it from the bottom better. I'm still not sure if I could lift it, just because I'm not sure. Right. But, no, it, it's, it's certainly not easy for everyone. Um, so, really how this was designed was... Okay, I'm going to try. I'm just curious. Okay. Oh, I can, you know what? It is not as heavy as I thought. Yeah. I, it is not that bad. Okay. <laughs> I just had to try. I was curious. Okay. <laughs> that didn't hurt you? No. Yeah. No, I have a shoulder injury. That's why he's worrying. But no, it sounded no. like you squeaked a little. I might have squeaked a little bit. No, I, I, no, I did not die, however. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> not allowed. No, no. So, <laughs> you know, some of the neat things are, you know, a student that's integrated in a sighted classroom mm-hmm. can receive assignments that the other students are getting in class and if they receive an electronic version they can print it right in class and now participate with those assignments in class that would have a, a work you know, office kind of um, potential also because if your coworker emails you a file, in theory, you could emboss it and have your hard copy. Now, a lot of people would probably prefer a Braille display, but sometimes, sometimes you just want hard copy Braille. Pretty much. Yeah. I do anyway. <laughs> well, and the neat thing is that um, Cosmo will accept uh, standard 8.5 by 11 copy paper mm-hmm. and will not shred it when it embosses on it. <laughs> and we can show you that in a little bit. You'll find that the Braille is just as crisp as it is on braille paper. Wow, there nice, you go. Nice, that's amazing. So <laughs> at two cents a page, you can go through a lot of pages of copy paper before you pay for a braille display. Right. Pretty I much. believe oh my that. Goodness. That's wow. a really good point that I hadn't thought of. <laughs> so, and then the other thing is, is with the computer input, so a student in the classroom that has a Cosmo, not only can they print and boss the assignment, but they can input the assignment into the computer and use something like Duxbury, convert it to text and hand 
send in their assignments right in class as well. Nice. So with the multi-functionality of one unit, a student can participate in class fully right. and get and take better advantage of their classroom experience. Right. That that makes a lot of sense. Um, fantastic. So, so yes. What else? What else do we need to know? Yep. What else I was going to say, and then the next step with the evolution of education for Cosmo is e uh, Electronic Brailler has come out with our software BERT. BERT stands for Braille Education Remote Tool. Mm -hmm. So a student that has Cosmo and a commu computer can connect with a teacher, a Braille instructor, anywhere in the world. Wow. The Braille instructor has uh, the BERT software as well, and everything the student does on Cosmo, the Braille instructor can see either on their computer or on their Braille display. Oh, that's pretty amazing. So the software is accessible to a blind Braille instructor? Correct. Oh, nice. So pretty much everybody kind of wins in that situation. Awesome. Yep. So the Braille instructor can have either one student that they're working with on a one-on-one -on -one basis with a voice channel. They can talk directly with the student in real time. Or they can bring in multiple students into a small classroom environment and teach them maybe general ideas and things like that that they all need to know. And then additionally, the teacher can then post assignments to each student that the student can download at any time, work on the assignments, and upload them back to the Braille instructor. Is that whole process for the teacher side of it accessible? Has work been done to make sure that's accessible? Correct. Um, in fact, Karen Navy at Duxbury has oh, been working with awesome. us closely to ensure that the teacher side as well as obviously the student side is, is fully Braille integrated. Wonderful. I always makes me happy here because that's, that's good. Yep. So really, where Cosmo started out as a as an educational tool, it's been expanding to office environments and things like that, um, where the ability to make very quiet Braille is important. Right. That is, and it is definitely quiet. I'm I'm typing again. Actually, what makes more noise than anything is the, the key presses themselves. Yep. And, yeah, and less the, not the actual punching of the Braille, but just pressing mm -hmm. the keys makes more of a, a sound. And I just press the combination to, oh, so I, I'm, the AL of my name did not. Uh, because what? you are on the previous line, um, and we had not, you had oh, not, I had not entered. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, so what it did was I had AL, and it automatically moved, instead of having uh, a, a dinging sound, well, that was Actually, that was the ding happened the last time you were typing. Oh, oh I didn't notice. We, so, we missed um, it. So there's a chime with five characters left in the line. Right, and it there automatically go. advanced me to the next line. So I had A-L at the end of one line and L-I-S-O-N yeah. on, on the next line, which is kind of fascinating. Yeah, so if you're typing along and you hear the chime, you can either choose to end your word right. and hit enter to go to the next line or continue typing and it will automatically wrap. Fascinating. I'll try to type something. Okay, sure. We got I'll give this a whirl. You don't have to move. Okay. Let's see. Hit so it. how do I know where I'm at the beginning of the line? Like, I don't Well, go ahead and hit enter and enter here. Okay, right here? Yep. Just twice? Yep. Okay. And now you have your own line. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Oh, that hurt the babe. There you yep. go.
<laughs> there. You're still riding. I'm done, and I press enter. With the space bar. Enter the space bar, and then you can. Oh. Oh. What Hang on. Ah, what did I do? You didn't hit space. You hit uh, backspace. So it's enter and space bar. Oh. That's backspace. Oh. The space bar. Right enter and space bar. Oh, that one. Yep. Oh, and the paper's done. Yep, oh. the paper. So you done. can see it. Okay, I'll. <laughs> Let's see what he wrote. <laughs> that wasn't Jeez. super cheesy. That's I okay. Knew it be, I knew it when you were typing for a long time. I'm like, <laughs> it wasn't too bad. Allison it could have been. Is um, an amazing podcaster, podcaster um, who is my best friend and uh, rocks the cast. <laughs> <laughs> Same. And I love that, that grill. That was <laughs> it could have been cheesy. It, it was pretty funny. It made me laugh. <laughs> and I'm loving the crisp braille. I kind of <laughs> it is a really amazing braille. Yeah. And then just I loaded it in a sheet of copy paper. Uh -huh. so if you oh, there you go. So if you wanted to write something yeah, quick on the copy like, paper. With the loading of paper. Oh, yep. Think of it. I, if, if you hit control and enter. Control is on the left? On the right. Oh, on the right. Okay, control and enter. Uh -huh. That is feeding the paper out completely. Oh. Hey, that's kind of okay. high tech. Yep. I'm just <laughs> roll, 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 roll. roll. <laughs> yeah. So the now you just have to hold two bottom. keys down. Oh, in the very bottom. Yeah. Oh, okay. So actually, here I'll show you. There's the there's the spot. Oh, there's like and a it goes little... yep, and it goes in the top there. So in that spot. There's like a little flap that sticks out that I have to put it uh -huh. into. It's kind of different. Yep. Do I just push it in? Or... Push it in all the way to the bottom. All the way to the there bottom. There you go. Okay. And now you hit Control and Alt at the same time and release, and it fed it in. Oh, nice. oh that's kind of cool. Feel it, feel it right underneath you. Yes, that looks easier for um, especially for <laughs> littler kids or people who have just. <laughs> Dexterity issues um, be easier to feed the paper in than some of the other brillers I've seen. I, uh -huh. That was not too bad. <laughs> so and then um, you just start start typing, or yep. do I need to do anything else? Nope, that's it. All right. Wow. I'm gonna write a note back to do. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> This is like... But I'm not writing quite as long just because our users are already... Our listeners, rather, are already like, we're tired of listening to the Braille back and yep. forth. <laughs> so I'm going to press um, space with enter again. Um, the yep. enter chord, is that what we're calling it? Yep. Yeah. This is like Braille texting. So now you God, can feel... It's like Braille texting. <laughs> we're texting each other. Okay, you can read my half-contracted Braille. This is grade one and a half Braille. I, I know Braille, but I've been using uncontracted for so long on my... Daryl is not half bad. Uh, <laughs> This <laughs> is all the nice things, but eh, Daryl's not happy. <laughs> I know how it is. No, no, I'm just not good at compliments. I know. <laughs> it's all good. So, and that was, again, that was standard copy paper that you that was, And it was <laughs> very, very And that really looks just as good as you know, the... Actually, um, wow. it's very, very nice. You know, I'm thinking about when we braille your things, notes and stuff for the meeting. Right. And how amazing that is. I know, because I wow. use uh, old Perkins, like, as I, that's uh, probably older than I am. We braille on Allison's old Perkins brailler. When I'm writing notes for meetings that I conduct because yeah. I like having hard copy braille when yeah. I'm running a meeting because I've got my braille display is very it's 18 cells it's a little small and I like being able to skim vertically down a list when I'm running a meeting and so I still use hard copy braille when I can so that's why I'm kind of fascinated by this yeah. but I can't wonder what made you decide to go with the Doberman color <laughs> oh, um, I mean color. as a fashionista I'm a little horrified but honestly <laughs> it was a selection by the owner inventor Dave uh, Pillisher oh Oh, wow. um, who happens to be colorblind. Oh, 
We don't hold that against him, but um, it, it looks good for him, and so we appreciate that. Got it. Well, we make it, they should make it in pink. Absolutely. When it, yes. when it comes in pink, I'm on board now. <laughs> and speaking of this, so um, where's your company based? Where are you guys? Um... Electronic Railer is based in Rochester, New York. Okay. And all of our vendors uh, for the plastics of the Cosmo to the metal to the Cosmo to the circuit boards are all Rochester based. Wow. So Cosmo is an American made product. All right, yay, made in the USA. So how much, um, what's the price point? How much do these run? $2,495. Oh, <laughs> it, it is more expensive laugh, than, say, a smart brailler, right. but you have so much more functionality uh, than many of the things on the market. <laughs> and it's certainly less expensive than, in terms of the embossing part, it's certainly less expensive than the embossers. Correct. Most, the ones them, I, yeah. most of them, anyway. So that's, that's yeah. something. So, yeah, when you look at it as an embosser, as a writer, and right. as a keyboard input for your computer, mm -hmm. you know, the combination of things and makes it a very reasonable price. Right. I hear you. That makes some sense. So, anything else we need to know about the Cosmo? That's everything. I appreciate you stopping by. All right. Thank and you, thank Sean. Thank you for talking with us. It was fascinating. This was new to me. You said this has been out for about six months? Yes. So, yes, it's new. I hadn't heard of it. So, I, I'm excited because you were my new find at CSUN, which I'm always yeah. happy to find something that I hadn't heard of before. So. <laughs> great. It was great speaking with you. Yes, thank you very much. You've been really, really um, fun to talk to and informative. So, all right. So, everybody, thank you for listening. If you want to send, you know, chat with us and give us your suggestions for future podcasts, you can um, email me, Allison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N, at blindaccessjournal.com, or Daryl, Daryl, D-A-R-R-E-L-L, at blindaccessjournal.com, or Twitter, uh, I am at Allie Talk, A-L-L-I Talk. And I'm at Daryl, D-A-R-R-E-L-L. So, thanks for listening, and stay tuned for the next podcast. And thank you again to um, to Sean and to um, our friend Cosmo over here. So thank you very much, and you, you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for listening.